Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. What's going on? I know it's Friday. Jesus, dude. You're like a whole fucking day late. You're a whole afternoon late. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, man. That's all I can say. I made a mistake, and, I, and if you could find it in your hearts to forgive me. Uh, we shot late yesterday. We went until 4 a.m. I was on set. Oh, Billy Hollywood. This just did. Bill Burr. See, delivering a line and a half in a scene in Staten Island. Yeah, we were out there until um, f- uh, 3.30 in the morning. And um, how we kept it light is we were all doing our impression of Jay Moore's impression of Harvey Ke- Keitel. So we were all just butchering it, you know, talking to the director, Judd. I'm trying to remember how that, I can't remember what the fuck we were saying. Judd, I don't know if you know what you're doing. He's a good actor. <laughs> just butchering it. If you got to listen to Jay's impression of, what the fuck are we doing? Are you a doctor? Um... I know, it's horrible, but Jay's is fucking right on the money. Um, And like a lot of impressions, what you're doing is the impression of the guy's impression that got it right. So that's what the fuck we were doing. We were at a Staten Island, uh, the Staten Island Yankees uh, Stadium. I don't know if I'm allowed to fucking say this shit, whatever. We're shooting there. Incredible minor league stadium with, with the best view of New York City of any ballpark. You know, you would think Yankee Stadium. Home of the New York Yankees, a 27 World Series championships, the most championships of any professional sports team in all the four sports leagues. You would think that they would have this incredible view of New York City, and they don't. It's kind of weird. It's weird that the breathtaking view is actually from a single-A I don't know, but I, that's also part of their fucking organization. So maybe, maybe it all works out. I don't fucking know. So how are you? What has happened? What has been happening in the world? You know, I promised on Monday. Um, I teased it, old school podcasting that uh, I was going to have the lovely Nia on, and she was going to talk about being a physically battered in Times Square. Well, as we've learned, assault is just the the threat of violence. Battery is actually carrying out the act. Yeah, I know. That's a weird fucking thing. You know what I mean? I was fucking assaulted. I was attacked. You were attacked, but you you were battered. Okay. Yeah, because she made contact with me. She made contact. I thought she just pushed. Here's the deal. We, we We was walking... Minding our own business, we were we were uh, we got off the subway, and we were going uh, in Times Square, a couple blocks up, coming down from the Upper West Side there, right? And we got off on well, what is it, Forty Ninth Street or something like that, Fiftieth Street, and we were walking down to Times Square, mm-hmm. and we had just I was like, wow, there's a lot, look at all these fucking people here. Some Times Square was never this crowded. So crowded, yeah, it was crazy crowded. And somebody I was with was like, no, it's always been this crowded. It's like, 
No, it wasn't. When I first moved here, this was all like porno shops and shady people, and it was... It wasn't like this. It wasn't an M&M store and a bunch of people going to go see the fucking Lion King. I love how you keep like saying this as if like you weren't here when all that stuff happened. You were here when all that stuff started to change. You're acting like you're like the narrator from fucking Taxi Driver or something. Like, oh, when it, you know, this city is full of grit and grim. It's like you were here when it was like cleaned up and touristy why do you keep talking like you're because it wasn't like you're looking back on it like you're some you know 70s fucking grizzled guy (laughs) i'm not saying that it wasn't when we when we left here together like when we left i came here in 94 i know but like all that stuff had already like changed when we left when we moved to la so it's not like you weren't here for the m&m store and all the things that have happened since then that's what I'm saying. You keep I don't understand like, what you're saying. When I came here. I know, but you're also like, but you're acting like you came here and wow, I'm, I'm back now and it's so different. You were here when those, all those changes yeah, were made. This city turned, since we left, turned yeah, into a giant. Yeah, turned into a giant bed, bath and beyond. But I feel like it was like that when we left. No, am I crazy? You're crazy. Oh, okay. No, I guess it wasn't that crowded. It wasn't. I used to work in Times Square when I worked at MTV and I don't remember it being that crazy. I remember working there and the naked cowboy was still around. Do you remember the naked cowboy? Yeah, but even that was part of a sillier time. I remember when I, when I first came here, there was a Howard Johnson's in Times Square with a payphone that I sat on with a stack of fucking quarters or whatever the fuck it cost, calling people, cold calling people like I was in Glengarry Glen Ross trying to find a place where I could, I could, I could have a room in an apartment. And they put me on holy app, but up, but you know, that's what it, and it was shady. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And when all of a sudden there was a, you know, let's see, 94, 95, I don't, when did the M&M store come in? But it was somewhere they got, Giuliani was just starting to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Tomskin Square Park was just all fucking junkies. I remember the M&M store being there when I was, when we were here. I do remember the M&M store. Yeah. It just has always struck me funny that like, an afterthought candy would somehow get this spinoff that became this huge hit. It is fucked that it's a whole store. I get the Hershey store, which is way smaller. What do you mean? Eminem has always been in the game. They have those commercials, that one that comes on every Christmas. When Santa comes down, he's like, they are real. Like, he is real. And then he faints, and then the yellow one goes, uh, Santa? This, you know what this is, Nia? This is the generation gap between you and me. Oh, I always forget that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Because I'm so emotionally mature. Yeah, well, because you're so old, and I just forget. I forget you're a decade older than me. That's right. Mm. And I landed you. I know. It took the best years of my life. <laughs> oh, Billy Grizzled Nuts somehow ran you down, caught you sleeping at the fucking... Watering hole there in the Serengeti. I really screwed up, didn't I? (laughs) Did. I pulled you in the deep water. So anyway, are we going to talk about my assault and battery? Wait, assault and battery. How about that? You got battered first and then she assaulted you with her words. 
I mean, whatever the fuck it was. I don't, dude. I'm not a lawyer. God, All right, I get, I get so come on. like upset thinking about. I got it. one microphone, so All right, you got to so, come. So, so we're walking. So we're walking, so we're walking down walking there, to, wait, and I'm, I'm remembering my fucking New York, and you're like, "Oh, you were here when the fucking came here." Do you? This re- all you, used to be peep shows and homeless people pissing it in the did. garbage can. <laughs> You, there's an 80 year old person saying the same thing, and you give them shit. Well, you were here when the M and M store came. What the fuck does that mean? No, from the 80 year old person, I'd be like, yeah, sure. But I just feel like you're doing this like weird, like New York beat. But you were here longer before. No, this before, is you long before I just was. shitting on me for no fucking reason <laughs> at all. I'm literally telling you my fucking experience. <laughs> Why is your shirt open, like, five buttons at the top? What's going on right now? Because I was going to change into a T-shirt, and then I said, oh, fuck, I got to do this podcast because they're going to come to pick me up. Florida DJ, or, like, I don't know what it is. (laughs) It's a hot one out there, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And I got the tunes to cool you off. This is Cool in the Gang with uh, fucking stick your balls and some ice there. All right. (laughs) Dumb mustache. All right. um, Dumb mustache is fucking paying for a... Yeah, it is, baby. All right. Mm -hmm. So why don't you give Starsky a little hutch over here every once in a while? (laughs) Um, Sorry. Okay. So we get off, and evidently I am waxing poetically, as you like to say, (laughs) about... I don't know what. I mean, I literally... I went to the... Fucking peep shows. I'm not going to say with the comedians. When we first came, we took the bus down. We got off at the Port Authority. It was it was the dirtiest, fucking grossest okay, place fine, ever. But literally every single time you talk about Times Square, you're like, I remember when it used to be this. And now there's an M&M store. It's just like we get Every it. time? You're old. <laughs> yes, every time Times Square comes up, you're like, they got the M&M store down there. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> it's like every single time you say that. I just think it's a funny store. Okay. I guess I got to wait. I don't. Let's get back to the fact that yeah. they have their own fucking store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, sure. I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect <laughs> them. I'm not trying to disrespect <laughs> them like they're on the level of Kit Kat, but they're not Hershey. Hershey was wow. like the greatest generation World War II. Are you saying that Kit Kat is like below, like one of the lower rung candies? Because I strongly object to that. Listen, who's kidding who? All right. <laughs> who is kidding who? All right. Like, how do I, if we were going to put it into like a band. Okay. All right. Who's going to be at the top, you're saying? Yeah, if you're going to say like a, uh, this, this band is a derivative of that band or they're a wannabe this band. Mm-hmm. M&M's. They're like, they're this weird sort of like, uh, I don't know what kind of band they are. I don't want to shit on anybody. I can't believe you're about to try, you're trying to find a reason to trash Eminem. They're like the old school, like they are like the, the consistent, the consistent top. They are, the top. but are they worthy of a, the, the store's like three floors high and you walk through Times Square and you always see somebody with those fucking yellow bags. It's like, what the fuck are you buying? You can get M&Ms at a fucking deli. But they also have. The merch, they have like the plushies of all the Eminem characters that are in the commercials. Don't ever say plushies again. Okay. They have merch, okay? And then they have like shirts and then they have like Eminem, like cookies with Eminems in it and brownies with it. Like it's like everything having to do with Eminems that you could like. Yeah, they sold out. Okay, well. Hershey's consistent. Hershey's just fucking the candy bar, the kisses. They got a nice modest fucking store in Times Square. Hershey just totally fucking sold out. 
M&M's, you mean? M&M's, sorry, are M&M. Not, are they not a part of the same company? We should probably do our research on that because they might be, like, the same company. I, I, first of all, I don't do research. And isn't everything oh, right. owned by, like, three different fucking people? <clears throat> that fucking pedophile with his own goddamn island, he probably owns them, right? Yeah. Come on, Nia, you're not going to roll with me with the pedophile billionaire? No. With his own island? I hope he fucking gets killed and burns in hell. So and then that's what? All I got. That's all I got. And they put him out. That's it. They light him on fire again. That's right. That fucking jackass pretended to kill himself so he could get out of fucking jail. Exactly. I feel like he's going to get to hell and the devil's going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a worse place for you. Um, anyway, so get, getting back to Times Square and my story. So we're walking by the M&M M&M store and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh-huh. And we're just walking, and I'm, I'm, you're walking with another buddy of mine, and I'm a few back, and I just see this woman, this black woman comes up and just fucking, I thought she just pushed you in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize is she did a half-ass hammer fist that, no, she, what she that hit the side do, of your neck. Yeah, what, she went, what I think she was trying to do, actually, is that she was trying to hit me in the face. I think she had her palm open. Right. And she stuck it out. And I think because I turned my head to talk to our friend or the way that I was walking, she ended up getting me in the neck. But she was just going to hit me in the face and keep going, you know, or I, I mean, I don't know. I guess she thought I no, was. No, she wanted to fight you. So she hit. So she got me in the neck and I went, what the fuck? And I went, did you just hit me? And she goes, yeah, bitch. What, bitch? What bit? And just got all in my face. And it no, she didn't. What? She didn't get in your face. What do you mean? You don't remember the bald fucking jerk off in between the two of you? Before that happened, though, I was like, did you just hit me? Can I tell my fucking story? Like, why am I on here to listen to you talk about how you like, you know, don't like M&Ms? Or, or can I'm I the M&M story? candy that came to life and got in between you and that fucking lunatic. But at first, like, <laughs> she hit me and I went, did you just hit me? And she goes, yeah, bitch. But, and, I, and at first I'm thinking... Did I accidentally bump into her and now she's like upset? And like, and then it, this, that literally lasted two seconds. And then I got fucking heated and I started like cursing at her. Then, yes, then you were in between. And I don't even remember what I said to her. I was just like, fuck you, bitch. Let's go. Or whatever, the, whatever it was I said. Cause I did a quick scan of her and I was like, oh, she's like 98 pounds soaking wet. Like, I can, I can take her. This is, this is easy. She had like this blue wig on. She was skinny as a rail. I was like, I'm going to fucking beat this bitch up. And then you were in between us and we're going back and forth and going back and forth. And then finally, I'm like, I'm not actually going to fight this girl. Like, am I really going to get into a physical fight in Times Square and like broad ass daylight and fight? Like, I'm not going to fight this girl. I'm a mother. Like, I, I had to I had to come back to myself and remember who I am. And you were screaming at her. until I don't remember that part. I remember, this is how I remember I'm it. I'm talking about what's going on inside of me internally, okay? She fucking, I was like, what the fuck? And then she turned around, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So I got in between the two of you, mm-hmm. and at first, you were like, what the fuck? And she's like, what, bitch, blah, blah, blah. And then I felt you get mad, and I was like, oh, no. And I could feel you coming back, and in my head, I'm thinking, Nia, leave, mm-hmm. leave. And then the two of you, I was like the security on a fucking reality show. And she kept starting to walk away. And then you'd say something. And then she'd come back doing like the mock charge, like the fucking elephant. She's like, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to kick your ass. Blah, 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 blah. 
Why? And I was like, let's go. Come on, bitch. What about I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. I was, I was, yes. I was, I was out of myself. I was, yes. I was on an episode of the Real Housewives me, of Times Square. She got me. I was so fucking mad. I was like, how the, how fucking dare you? How dare you? And I just got so mad. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to rip this bitch's face off. Right. And all I'm thinking is, is this is a woman and I can't hit her. And she keeps coming up. And that was always the hardest part was when she would do the mock charge because she's so nuts. She didn't even fucking really see me. You know what I mean? You know, she's so fucking dialed in on you. I had to put my hands up. It's like I can't hit her in the face. There are her titties. She fucking weighed no fucking nothing. What could I, you know, what am I supposed to do? Find that fucking abdomen and in, in, in her fucking left shoulder. So I, I don't know. should have. You should have. I, would, I, was I wish, I got to be honest with you. I kind of wish. I was so mad. I wanted to fucking rip. I just wanted to tear her limb from her. I know. I kind of wish one so time pissed. when I pushed her back, I accidentally mushed her in the face. But Nia, yeah. you have to understand that that's, you know, because I don't know if you've noticed, there was a bunch of fucking people there just watch. It just beats entertainment. They don't yeah, care. And I, I remember there was like kids walking around and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I can't get into a fight with this girl in Times Square. And there's kids and families and tourists around. And, you know, as soon if we actually had made contact, her and I, people would have brought out their phones and it would have been a whole fucking thing. No, that was not going to happen. I was not going to allow that. I was not going to lie. I just had to be in between oh, the two of you, so hoping she sad. was continuing to mock you. And then I finally realized that she wasn't going to leave, so then I just barked at her like a dog. Yeah, you were like, leave, bitch. What did you say? <laughs> and you kept going, fuck you, fuck you. And she yeah, going, yeah, yeah, she my usual. Going, your mother, your mother, your mother to you. Your mother, your mother, that's No, she you. never talked to me. She was dialed. She didn't even see me. She was fucking crazy. And then she said when she walked by, that's why your mother died, bitch. And I was you like, know, okay. She was going, your mother, your mother, that's why your mother's dead. And I was like... Oh, she's fucking crazy. Oh, she's just nuts. Yeah. Like, she's, like, on drugs or something. And then that was, that was the end of it. That's and- the Times Square that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually feeling nostalgic in the middle of all of that. Well, you, you know, I hope the Photoshop guy has you with an M&M bag. <laughs> and me dressed like taxi driver getting in between on a reality show. There's a lot to work with this week. Yeah, I, that was. Um, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm very happy that you that you didn't fight her, and I am very happy that that the whole thing went away. But there is a part of me that wishes I picked her up and body slammed her into the trash. Uh, same. If you hadn't, for whatever reason, gotten in between us, we would have actually fought because it was when you got between us and you were barking at. I was like, "What am I doing?" Stop. And Nia has gotten physical with me numerous times this relationship. And I could tell you without a doubt, unless that woman had a box cutter, she would have lost. That would have been. I don't know you had your braids, right? That, I don't know. She might have, if she grabbed you, there, grabbed that's the equalizer in a chick that fight. That would have been hard, but I still would have found. I would have. I would still, I would think, would have like rammed her like a bull. Even if she's grabbing my, I would think that I would just run towards her and she would. Uh, you fight over. dirty, Nia. You go I dirty. Do, oh, I fight so dirty. Uh, so I would have been no like, rules. You, you're, you're like blood sport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally at one point in our relationship said, "Nia, if you hit me again in an argument, I'm breaking up with you." Do you remember that? I do remember that. And you never did it again. Although one time you threw my laundry at me. <laughs> this big anticlimactic because it was a bunch of socks, and you went to throw them at me, and I was too far away, and they got three quarters of the way, and then they just sort of do 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 do. 
Because he used all that fabric softener. I don't remember that. I do. We were in the living room of that fucking apartment we had. Your fabric softener. Huh? I don't even know what that means. Well, anyway. But our, 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 friend, our friend was saying to me, he was like, look at you, to me, because I went after her. I was like, yeah, well, I, I, I can't actually get into a physical fight with somebody. That's ridiculous. But my adrenaline was going, and I was ready to fight. And then... Oh, this is the greatest part. And then, oh, my God, we're leaving where we were leaving. Yeah, we were going went to the... Go, it was the night I was going down to open for Chappelle, yeah. and the power outage happened. Right. So now we're all walking. Canceled. We're walking through fucking Times Square mm-hmm. as everybody's getting let out of these shows on the half of Broadway that, didn't, uh, that wasn't lit up. And we're walking through, and they had to be... You know, it felt like a million people in Times Square. And who the fuck did we see again? Crazy the crazy bitch. blue-haired lady. It's a crazy bitch. And I was like, what the fuck? Because at this, now I actually got a little scared because I'm like, is she stalking me? Is she waiting for me? Like, what is really going on? But she was walking through the crowd. She was walking in the opposite direction. She didn't even remember it, Nia. I guarantee you, so she didn't even remember it. That if I walked up to her and said, hey, which way is the subway? She would, she would have no recollection. She was, she was completely out of it. And, you know... My kinder side wants to be like, you know, who knows she, if she's living on the street, if she's on drugs, who knows what's happened to her. But, you know, if you come for me physically, like, I have no sympathy for you and I'm, I'm going to try to rip your head off. So that started that. like great pay-per-view trash talk. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Because you started because if you come for me, I'm like, oh, this is going to be epic. If you come for me, then, you know, I'm not going to. Tolerate that. Now I'm gonna. Hey man, that's just like your opinion, man. That's <laughs> just like your opinion, man. Um, yeah. Well, that was that. So I've never, in all the years that I lived here, I had never once gotten, you know, physically assaulted or attacked or touched or anything like that. That was the first time it ever happened, and it was in Times Square, like of all places, with a million people around. But she was nuts, and I, yeah, she just saw me and just was just went after me. It's just so funny that you say in Times Square of all places, because the Times Square oh, that I remember. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yes. Oh, this old Times Square with your host, Bill Burr. Why do you you just shit on me all the time? You're supposed to come on the podcast and show these people how cool I am. That's what you're supposed to do, and you don't fucking do it. They already think you're cool. No, they don't. They don't respect they don't me. me. Nobody likes me. No hey, um, all right. Well, Nia, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. It's great to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Well, we're parents now. We have other responsibilities. Yeah, different schedules, and yeah, I can't just, you know, do your podcast on a whim anymore. You know? Got stuff Speaking of which, I think a little so-and-so's up. I heard her singing in there. Ba, ba, black sheep, have your way. <laughs> she scat sings songs. Uh, All right. All right. Well, let, me, let me type in the, pod, uh, the password here. Um, oh, Billy fucking, uh, Billy Roadshows, adding a show in Asheville, North Carolina at the Thomas Wolf Auditorium in the U.S. Cellular Center. Uh, I'm doing a show on the 11th that's sold out. Thank you to everybody in and around Asheville, North Carolina. So we are adding another show, October 10th. 
October 12th, I'm going to the, the fucking uh, Clemson Tigers versus Florida State Seminoles. That's my big college football game for this year. So uh, second show added. Thank you to everybody that is uh, that bought up all those tickets so goddamn fast. And I'm going to be coming there with Verzi. Dude, I called it Paul Verzi. The Rose Bowl tailgate legend, uh, Joe Bartnick. And it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be an amazing time, and then we're going to go into Death Valley. There's a lot of Death Valleys in uh, in uh, college football, isn't it? LSU, Clemson, Boston University. I can't fucking remember. So anyway, uh, I got to read here. I got to read here. I got to read here. How far into this are we? Oh, 24 minutes. Um, all right. The Good Boys. This is a new movie. What if the guys who made some of the most outrageous R-rated comedies like Superbad and Sausage Party decided to make an R-rated comedy starring 12-year-old boys? Well, they did it. And it's the hilarious new movie called Good Boys. It follows three innocent sixth graders as they skip school one day to do whatever it takes to learn how to kiss before their first middle school party. The thing is, they get themselves into a ton of inappropriate and R-rated situations along the way. Early audience, audiences and critics have been raving about good boys, <clears throat> saying that you'll laugh for the 90 minutes straight. They're calling it delightfully inappropriate, wildly raunchy, and undeniably sweet. Don't forget to go see Good Boys in theaters August 16th. All right, I got some movies to see here, Nia. I actually really want to see that movie. Oh, yeah. The yeah. pendulum's swinging back, Nia. What does that mean? The social timeout, I think, is over. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. I don't. I'm talking about bringing it back to old school Times Square. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how dumb it was for you to bring that up to me? Um, who the hell is that? Who's that a picture of? Ah, oh, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it. Forget what? Because that half of her face is gorgeous. The rest of her face is gorgeous. Ah, I don't know about that. Oh. From the nose up, she looks like me with braids. Um, what if Bill Burr got a tan? All right, Butcher Box. I'm kidding. Butcher Box right now. Butcher Box is offering juicy, flavorful, grill-ready, 100% grass-fed beef burgers, Perfect for any summer cookout. Butcher Box burgers are ready to go third of a pound patties that can be simply tossed onto the grill for an easy weeknight meal or doctored up to create a show-stopping bacon cheeseburger for the neighborhood barbecue. We all know that, right, Nia? What's that? You have company, you break out the bacon. Absolutely, always. Mm-hmm. You're just going to make a burger for yourself. You probably don't even have a bun. Neighbors are coming over, right? Like, hey, you guys want bacon with that? That's right. You're trying to kill those fuckers because their music's too loud. You invite the people you don't like. Um, right now, new members will get six burgers for free in every box until October 15th. Get summer's best offer before it expires. For $20 off your first box and six burgers for free in every box all summer long until October 15th, go to butcherbox.com slash burr. All right. I got a bad feeling they moved up my fucking call time. And there's somebody fucking hanging outside right now. I'm going to get a text any second. Oh, uh, where are you? Huh? Uh, did you not get our last text message? No, I did not. What about the email? I don't check them. 
All right, let's see what we got here. Come on. Staten Island goes. Confirming. Oh, wait, wait. What did I just do here? I'm the worst. Neo, how come I'm not good at fucking computers? Call time. Confirming. 540. 540 a pickup? It's not 540 a.m. It has to be. We fucking wrapped it for. All right, 540. Okay. All right. So, anyway, what else is there to talk about? Neil? football season. Football season starts next month with the NFL preseason, Nia. Are you excited? No. I was just crushing. When are you going to get into, I, you know, I get into the real housewives. No, you don't. What are you talking about? Are you joking right now? No, I am dead serious. I hang in there when Miranda. Why is your shirt completely open now? What is going on? Because I have no time in my life. And the second this is done, I got to jump in the shower and get ready to fucking go. Oh, I thought this was like, you know, the world's slowest seduction. Like you're just slowly <laughs> getting undressed. No, after I do the reads, then I feel like my day is over, so I get a little more comfortable. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, just just let it all hang out, baby. Hey, I fucking, I get into the Real Housewives. I'll sit down and watch those bitches. I swear to God, I will punch you in the face again. What are you talking about? See how violent she gets with me? By the way, can we just go back and talk about your little remark about how I've been physical with you in the past? A, there's really no need for you to bring that up, okay? This is the shame. You're embarrassed by your behavior. B, no, you just did that to, like, throw me under the bus. And B, like, let's put it in perspective, okay? I wasn't wailing on you. I wasn't, like, be like, it was at most a shove, okay, when I was pissed off at you. You effing <laughs> liar. What do you mean? You punched me in the face on Valentine's Day. I did not Punch it was a jab. It was a jab. I don't remember, but I do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> President Trump, are you saying you don't recall? Don't you ever say that to me. I did not punch you in the face, though. I don't think I punched you in the face. I feel like I threw something at you. No, you did that too. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've done that a couple times. This was all put under the 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 umbrella of passionate person. I'm a passionate person. I get that from my mom. My dad told me my mom used to throw things, too. I think she did for a while. But anyway, um, yeah, but don't make it seem like, you know, every time I got mad at you, I, like, popped you or something. Like, let's not paint that picture, okay? I don't need another fucking Reddit thread about me. Why are they so mean to you? Why do you think? I mean, I have some theories, but... Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think certain people from a certain radio show that's no longer on the air, you know. Are they still left? Uh, yeah, I think those people who used to enjoy you on that radio show that is no longer on the air, you know, that radio show attracted a certain kind of person. It wasn't all of them. It was a lot of them. And, you know, so they're still hanging in there with you because they're fans. You know those people. They're some of the toughest people on the Internet, Nia. Oh, they really are tough. And they... You get them a keyboard, Nia, and they will say things. Oh, yeah. And they have a problem with somebody like me being with somebody like you. And Who gives a shit? Just like Who gives a shit, Neil? All you're doing is you're just fucking... You, I don't know. You're just making their fucking day. 
There's, they sit there typing their little things. This is another thing, too, Neil. You should see the shit people say about me. I don't even read it. Like, I kind of stopped about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't read most of it. It's a fucking really, uh, I don't know. It isn't a, a, it's not a good gauge of what people are thinking. Because more times than not, I think half the time, they don't even mean it. They're just going for a laugh. And if you're, if you're in a bad mood, you're going to take it a, pit, a particular way. But it does get old. Um, my favorite is the, the internet compliment is always, it's just like, uh, you know, like, hey, your last special sucked, but this one was great. <laughs> like, that's, that's a compliment. The old, the old backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's like one of those... Those things, like, and this is just so, like, I like always has to be about them and their perspective on something. It's I have to be honest with you, dude. I really fucking think that the new, the new yeah, celebrities, really the you. new celebrities are regular people, as far as stereotypical, just rude behavior, and yeah. they, they all, all of them act like how like fucking celebrities acted in the '90s when you could actually get away with being a douche. I'm not saying celebrities act better now because they're better people. It's just you can't get away with it anymore because everybody's got like a fucking cell phone camera and they'll record it, which they did to a few people. So now like there's a certain level of decency you got to behave. I'm not saying they're better, but these fucking cunts on the internet, they can act however they want to act and nobody gives a shit. Now the shirt is completely off. <laughs> yeah, the shirt is completely off because I have to get in the fucking shower. You uh, shower today? Huh? I got. I wrapped it four in the fucking morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, wrapped it four in the morning. Woke up, had breakfast. Was I snoring when you came in? Uh no, oh, okay. no, you weren't. You were sleeping like an angel. No. It's hard to believe someone so violent could sleep so peacefully. Will you stop it. What are you doing? You're trying to ruin my reputation? First of all, Nia, everybody took it as a joke, but now you've gone on the defensive as if you have something to hide. <laughs> I don't and what you've done that. is pour gas on the fire and you've created extra work for your publicist. Mm. And as your publicist, what I'm telling you are now you is you need to get out in front of this and you need to apologize yeah. right now. Inappropriate relationship. <laughs> You're my publicist. <laughs> you need to get out in front of this and you need to apologize on this episode. I would like for to... making light okay. of some of your past behavior. We have what we need from you mm-hmm. is we need ye that you take your past behaviors seriously. I sincerely apologize for all past behaviors that are uh, included violence of any sort. I have grown up tremendously since then. I regret it immensely. She apologized today on the podcast, but what was really lacking in the apology was anything directed towards the person she did the violence to. Now, this is a classic example. Who was my boyfriend at the time or like someone knocking him down, clarifying my husband. (laughs) Now, Bill Burr is, is is he's a human being first. We don't need to put labels on him. Come on, I was like 25 years old. I know. You see how easy this is to do? And like, I didn't deserve it? Yeah. Do you remember what I you said that made, you, that made you punch me in the face? No, I don't actually. What are you doing? I don't remember. You don't remember? I remember. What did you say? I said, Nia, I love you and I want you to be my wife. <laughs> no. And you were so offended. <laughs> you were like, no. I said I wanted something casual. Oh! <laughs> I did want something casual. Uh, 
you wanted something casual. Yeah. Remember? I did kind of want something casual. You like, didn't. <laughs> you were always trying to act like you were this fucking, hey, man, I just came into town. You know, I like you were this drifter. Date. I just wanted to date. I wasn't trying to get into like, well, that may not be true. I mean, I wanted to be like with someone who would actually take me on dates and things like that. I was tired of like just hanging out. Hey, let's just hang out. Let's just meet up. Blah, blah, blah. Like I wanted to be like, you know, in a dating situation. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then you cuted your way into the apartment. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, cuted my way? You invited me. No, I'm saying how you ended up living with me. Do you remember how you would do oh, that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was there all the time, right? And you started saying that you wanted to move in, and I wasn't ready. And I said, let, so me, I would... let me stay here for a month. That's what it was. I was like, let me just yeah. live here for a month. And I just kept going, this is my apartment. And you'd be like, I live here too. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And it was funny. And you kept doing it. And then one day you did move in. Yeah. And like the night before I had like the whole U-Haul set up and everything. You were like, I don't know if I'm ready. And I'm like, the fucking U-Haul is going to be here at 8 a.m. So, and look at us now. (laughs) I know. I almost made a huge mistake because I almost, I almost, I was freaking out. I almost didn't let you move in. Really? Well, that would have been the end of the relationship, I think. Because it's like, what are we doing? Oh, once you got a U-Haul, you make the U-Haul go back empty. Oh, that's, that's not a good thing. Yeah, DeRosa was the one who talked me off the ledge. Really? Joey Rosa? He just went, I just fucking let her move in. I went, all right. Is that really That's true? all it was. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Joey Roses. Bring in the sunshine. All right. I got to go jump in the shower. Thank you for listening. And Nia, I appreciate after all these years, you know. Unlike Tina, I can actually forgive my abuser. Oh, God. I- <laughs> not the same. What do you mean it's not the same? It's not the same. I wasn't beating you, okay? That's not what happened. There was like- Only because I took some self-defense classes. There's maybe two incidences when I got really heated and lost a little control, okay? Yeah. Stop lying. It's, it it's, not, it's not a good part. And it hasn't happened since, okay? So let's just leave it at that. It was a little more than two. And yet you continue to just like be yourself. And like, I am supposed to not, I'm just supposed to sit there and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't oh, that funny? he's a comedian. Like, oh, you know, he's an artist. He's a temperamental artist. Like, ah, oh, that's how it goes. You know, these comics. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You literally just gave me shit for being myself. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's how. That's a classic fucking woman thing. How and dare you be yourself in this relationship as you get to be your best self? And you're a fucking male Gemini. It's like the worst of the worst. You're a female Gemini. No, but male Geminis are the worst of the worst. Says who? Female Geminis? Yeah, says this female Gemini. That's uh, such... That astrology shit is... You, it's They're just like, like, there's a brilliance to you, obviously, but then you're completely, like, out of your mind. This is just inter- more internet compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye West is a Gemini. The fucking 45 is a Gemini. Who else? Who else, Nia? Who else? I don't know. So is everybody born in April a mass-murdering psychopath because Hitler was born in April? April Fool's Day, right? No. Oh. No, 420, man. Boyfriend in college. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I thought for some reason he had the same birthday as Hitler. He, he had not. he had the, a different sign, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he did. I don't know. 
I just know that Gemini men are fucking nuts. Based on what? Me? I mean, yeah, a lot of my research has been. <laughs> based I mean, on you. no, but you need you need to you need you can't take down every guy in June because of me. Mm, not every guy, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, let's see how many. Let's see how many women tweet me after this. Episode. Wait a second. Oh well, obviously they're gonna. All you guys do is fucking bitch and try to change the person. You, you're with because you don't want to face your own fucking bullshit. Because you don't want to face your own fucking bullshit. That's what that is. is fucking complain oh, and be emotionally shut off and be assholes when you really are in love. Because you're all hey, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. You're right. You're absolutely so, right. Now, let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. So that Watch big, this. Watch this fucking 180 flip, everybody. Watch this. Watch this. No, no, no. His, his mind. I fucking admit, all right? I <laughs> this, fucking said it. Because you know what's what coming. You gonna do? No, you know what's coming. What's coming? Okay, what are you going to admit to? In terms of what? Exactly. Thank you. I rest my case. That is a woman right there. Oh, shut up. Well, Nia, what the fuck? Was, what the fuck is it? I got to fucking work on all of this shit. And you're sitting here like you're done. I am done. Huh? They're having the ribbon cutting, cutting ceremony. And there it is. <laughs> Perfectly okay. Famous people, Gemini. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Fame. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find. I bet Mr. Rogers was born in June. All right, Clint Eastwood. You got a problem with him? Peter Dinklage, a little person. Go ahead. 2019. Make fun of him. I mean, I, he's a great actor. Chris Pratt, solid. Richard Madden. Raphael Nadal, tennis pro. He's a gentleman. He's out there playing tennis. <laughs> Boris Johnson, whoever the yeah, fuck that is. This one here. Oh, boy. Donald Trump. Yep. Okay, there's a big strike. Caden <laughs> Bosch, no, cool, no clue. All right. So you got me and Trump. Who else? All right. Who else is on here? That's it? We're Peter Dinklage. They could have given him a better fucking picture. He looks crazy. It's like he's fucking raised by wolves. When you get off of my computer. I feel like that's a still from, uh, oh, but Tupac. Tupac. He was also fucking crazy, though. He was a genius and amazing, but he was fucking crazy. John F. Kennedy. Well. Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Stellan Skarsgård. He's a good actor. Adam Westman. Oh, Anderson Cooper. Mohammed Salad, the fu- solid, most solid, the fucking best soccer player in the world. Anderson Cooper. You don't get any more fucking uh, uh, PC than that guy, right? It's a day after mine. Bob Dylan, George V, Mark Wahlberg, Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. the Happy Beetle, Che Guevara, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. I mean, what is your fucking problem with you? Liam Neeson? John Wayne, George H.W., Ted Kaczynski, (laughs) (laughs) Michael J. Fox, fuck you. Uh, The guy who played fucking Aquaman. All right. That's not the guy who played Aquaman. All right, fuck you. All right. Famous women born in Gemini. Gemini. Let's see what we got here. Josephine Baker, Marilyn Monroe. See, so Marilyn Monroe, out of her fucking mind. Angelina Jolie. Out of her fucking mind. <laughs> we love Angelina. 
Natalie Portman, not 27 famous celebrity Gemini women. All right, here we go. Ooh, Nicole Kidman. Out of her mind. Patty LaBelle. Out of her mind. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, click on click on that. Jennifer Goodwin, amazing actress. No clue, but she looks like she's nuts. Naomi Campbell. Crazy, yes. throwing phones at people. Yes. She's nuts. Queen Naomi. Oh, she's a queen. Yeah, just like you. She she's fucking throws shit. Fucking queen. Patty LaBelle's cool. Yes. Octavia okay, Spencer, yes. she's awesome. She's amazing. Allie Reisman. She's the gymnast who blew the whistle on that, that fucking pervert hey. pedophile. That was the doctor that Helen was Bonham them. Car- Lauren Hill. Hill. Yes, another <clears throat> queen. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. But anyway, she's amazing. <laughs> we love Lauren Hill. Turning 44, that's the 21-year-old who's <laughs> waiting for her to go on fucking stage. Stevie Nicks. Crazy. I I'm not saying she's crazy. I don't want to say these people. Brooke Shields. Yes. Heidi Klum, yes. Alanis Morissette, yes. Angela, Angela Lina, Natalie Portman, Adriana Lima, Ali Sheedy, Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> oh, so there you go. There's crazy people in every month. Courtney Cox. Oh, Leah Remini. Venus Williams. That's right. Zoe Saldana. Yes. Felicia Rashad. Give it to me. Paula Abdul. Icon. Keep going. Keep going. I love this. You had Ted Kaczynski on your list. And I Donald Trump. It. And Donald Trump. Well, listen, guys, do stuff, you know? What do, I, what do you want from me? All right, well, listen, okay, well, you know something? that The Internet existed when you met me. You could have Googled that, and you didn't, so I'm blaming you. Typical male. You know what I, I love? That, like, so you just get to be you in the relationship? Yeah, God forbid a guy does that. Holy shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You are yourself all the time. And I'm going to, so are you, so are you. Ass face. We're just, we're two Geminis in a relationship. No, so I'm fucking. No, you know what it is, Nia? I'm fucking. What, fu- is, it? what is it, honey? I'm fucking cool and I support you. You're fucking cool. I am. You are cool and you do, so you're very supportive. Thank you. Yes, you are. So stop lumping me in with the Ted Kaczynski's and Donald Trump of this month. <laughs> okay? Okay. <laughs> I am every bit as valid as the Olsen twins. Yeah, oh, yes. All right. You are. <laughs> <laughs> this has been an example of how to stick up for yourself. No, it isn't. It's just a fucking complete waste of an argument. All right, mustache. All right, there, <laughs> sports bra. It's <laughs> came from the gym. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Enjoy the music, and I'll throw back Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And uh, shout out to that purple-haired woman, blue-haired woman, you know? Times Square. Fights in Times Square. Hey, you know what? Maybe I gave her a little bit of money, Nia, to give you a taste of your own medicine and what the fuck you've been doing to me. She got the right one with me. She got the, she got the right one with me because I, you know, it wasn't going to happen. But if she got the wrong one, oh, boy. But I was the right Spoken one. Spoken just like a Gemini. In other words, you were on the positive side of your sign. All right. And with that, thank God. You know, Hitler used to fucking go by astrology. He did? Yeah, that's why he fucking lost the war. Because rather than going by... What? You had a, you had a, he was a fucking... He was never higher than a fucking private in the fucking army. And he's looking at the goddamn stars to decide if he should start a fucking war on two fronts. The dumb fuck. He had like all these fucking people... The dumb cuff... Idiot. <laughs> fucking moron. Um, anyways. But thank God he was. I wasn't trying to like... <laughs> it's not like I'm fucking pissed that my team lost. 
And with that, um, it was more me ranting about astrology. Um, listen to the music and enjoy the, the fucking, uh, uh, we have another bonus episode of the greatest hits Thursday afternoon just before Friday morning. It's Bill Birds, the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. How you guys doing? I hope you had a uh, hope you had a great week, like I did. I was uh, I was down in Irvine. I got one more show tonight, taping this on a Sunday. Uh, I got one more show down there in Irvine. Uh, both shows were sold out last night, Saturday night, and uh, Friday night they were uh, just about full. And I just want to thank everyone for coming down there. You know. That's a very difficult club to sell out as a white boy, as a whitey, as a cracker, as a peckerwood. It's a very <laughs> it's very difficult, you know. People, you know, for for years I tried to I tried to go down there and ah, they they don't nobody comes to see white guys down here. They only come to see Latinos or famous white guys, and. Um, so finally, or if you put out fucking, you know, four or five hours of material and you're consistently funny, they finally show up, which they did. And I was beyond excited and I want to thank everyone for coming down. And, uh, you know, this is something I have not been able to enjoy since I moved out here. Like when I lived in New York City, I'd gotten to the point where I could sell out a club in New York, which was great. I got the feeling of selling out a club and then I could sleep in my own bed. And uh haven't had that out here because uh, I'm a gringo and um, I was able to finally crack through. So I'm psyched, beyond psyched. You know, now if I could just do something about that two hours of traffic, I got to sit in. That's the only thing that sucks driving down to Irvine. Two hours of traffic. Do you understand that? Do you understand how long that is? Two hours, people? One way, two hours. You could fly from here. Los Angeles to fucking Denver, Colorado in two hours. We got it, Bill. And we also understand that a jet is a lot faster than a car. All right, go fuck yourselves. But anyways, it was a great weekend. And um, I want to thank everyone for coming down. And considering I'm in such a gracious mood this week, why don't we continue the congratulations with uh, big congratulations to all those alligator wrestling, beer drinking maniacs whatever other stereotypical shit, because I don't know anything about your country. Australians, congratulations to the country of Australia. Uh, the first Aussie 
Cadell Evans, ever to win the Tour de France? You know? Congratulations. I remember that feeling. The first time Greg LeMond won it in the 80s, it was awesome. Because we had never won it up to that point, as far as I know. And uh, it was just great to see, uh, you know, you know, it's good to win something that everybody doesn't think you can win after a while. And, you know, um, and I hope that they don't try to figure out whether Cadell was on drugs and fuck with your enjoyment of it 10 years later like they're doing with Lance Armstrong just because they hate America. And that really is the reason. All right? The guy passed 9,000 fucking drug tests. You know? You couldn't get him. He was, he was the Teflon Don. That's your fault, French people. Maybe if you took your goddamn braze off and you worked a little bit harder, you would have caught him. How bad? The fact that you guys wanted to catch him that fucking bad and you couldn't? Go fuck yourself. And I'm supposed to, what, believe his dirty teammate who tested positive? The guy who robbed a bank is now going, well, even though he didn't catch this guy robbing a bank, he actually robbed a bank. Get the fuck out of here. And if he was on drugs, so were the other nine guys behind him who only lost by 90 seconds. Give me a fucking break, all right? Certain sports need drugs, all right? And it's basically every sport that is played at a professional level beyond the age of 23. Beyond the age of 23, you you can't run around. You just can't do it. You know, anybody, anybody like 27, go out and go play flag football out of fucking nowhere and you can't, you're in traction for like the next three weeks. Can you imagine doing that at a pro level and they can tackle? There's no way to do that without drugs. I am totally 100% pro drugs. Um, I don't think they hurt the game. I think they enhance it. I think you take awesome athletes and they become even better. You know, and I also think as much as all these people are fucking whining about them, that eventually they're going to seep their way into regular society. And when I'm in my 80s, I'm going to be on roids, nice, safe roids, because of the sacrifices that these heroes made. Lance Armstrong is a hero. He is a fucking 170-pound lab rat. All right? He let all that shit be pumped into him for the betterment of us. And the glory and all the French pussy he could have. But getting back to me, you wait. All these motherfuckers out there, I'm telling you. All these people dumping that Rogaine on their head and poisoning their brains. Every year they, they refine that shit. They make it a little more pure. You know? It's like, look at weed, man. Weed is fucking unreal now. Out here because it, it's legal. The shit, they can make you high but not sleepy. Oh, what do you want? You want to focus? Here you go. Smoke this shit. You want to just sit there? And, and just veg out or you want to go to sleep. They got weed for everything now. They couldn't do that shit back in the 70s. They pulled it out of the ground and you s- rolled it up with a fucking newspaper. So I want to thank all these people, all these people getting their heads scalped, right? Taking Propecia. I don't like the fact that I'm going bald, but I'm letting you guys go on point. Let you guys fuck with your systems and figure out what's safe. And then you wait. One day when I'm 80, I'm going to have a full head of jet black hair. And I'm going to have fucking pecs. And I'm going to be able to run a 440. (laughs) And ride a bike up the Pyrenees Mountains for a month straight. Because of the sacrifices that these fucking heroes, these misunderstood heroes are making. God bless them. God bless them all. And congratulations to Australia. That's that's fucking huge. That's really huge. That'll that'll do wonders for cycling. And, uh, you know. 
Maybe you guys can broaden your horizons. Stop listening to Yahoo Sirius and drinking that stupid Foster's Lager that comes in that beer can the size of a death charge in World War II. Do you know that's one of their shittiest beers, everybody? Everybody here in the States? No one, no one down under drinks that shit. That's one of the first things that I learned when I went there for four days. I walked into about 20 pubs, and I didn't see one Australian person drinking that vat of goose piss. I got to be honest with you. I don't, even know what it t- I don't even know what it tastes like. It's got to taste like shit if they give you so much. You know what I mean? I think that that's their big thing. They're going quantity over quality. And, you know, there's Australian people down there. They, they don't give a fuck, so they're not drinking it. They don't care, so what do they do? Ah, shit. Who's gullible enough to drink this fucking goose piss? Oh, we'll send it to the States. It's perfect. They don't know anything about other countries. We'll just make up a big lie. We'll make it macho. You Aussies, you guys ever see the stupid Foster's Lagers, Lager commercials that they show out here? They're like, uh, they go, I can't remember how the fuck it went. Cell phone. Beer. That's what they would do. And you guys would have some sort of like the most macho cell phone ever, which is basically you you whisper a phone conversation into a woman's ear, slap her across the face and said, bitch, go tell that to my friend across town. And they'd be like, cell phone. And then they'd be like, beer. And then it'd be this giant beer can. It's the whole fucking thing. Who's got a bigger dick? And uh, evidently, from what I've heard, it tastes like piss. That's what I've heard. But anyways, let's plow ahead. This is the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. If you're new to my podcast, as I see my podcast listenership growing with, uh, with each week, um, I want to thank you for, for coming along. Um, if you want to send me any sort of questions, we, I answer questions on this. If you want some advice, just to let you know, um, in case you you know been listening to this podcast at this point, you haven't been able to figure out that I, I am not college educated. Technically, I am. Uh, so don't take anything I say seriously. You're on your own. If you take my advice, you're on my, you're on your own. All right. But, uh, anything you want to do overrated, underrated, underrated. The email is, uh, bill at the MM podcast.com. Sorry. I had a big breakfast. Went out to a fucking, a breakfast place and, uh, you know, I'm doing this whole thing, man. It's, it's, it's unbelievable where I'm just eating well and I don't have to go to the gym anymore. It's awesome. Absolutely phenomenal. So I ate like shit last night. So today I go out to breakfast. I take Nia out and her fucking mother. We go out. Uh, we go out for breakfast and they're all ordering all this yummy stuff. And it came around to me. I'm like, I'm going to do the right thing. I ordered granola. And um, what do they end up doing? They end up bringing me this vat of granola. It said, you can get bananas or chocolate, or bananas and chocolate. <laughs> Extra, which totally defeats the purpose of eating healthy if you get the chocolate. So I go, let me get the bananas. And then they come back like 15, 20 minutes later. I'm sorry, we're out of bananas. We don't even more bananas. I just realized everybody's going to be like, you got bananas on your granola? What are you, a fag? Yes, people, I know my own material. All right. So she's like, we're out of bananas. I'm sorry. Uh, You want some fresh berries? I was like, absolutely. Put them on there, sweetheart. Anything you can do to bring me a bowl of fucking granola within a half hour. Do you think you can do that? 
I basically ordered a bowl of cereal, and it's 20 minutes later, and I'm still waiting for it. Okay. I know, I know. You're on this side of the counter. You can't make them work faster. So anyways, they bring the stuff over, and they bring in this giant goddamn medieval fucking soup bowl, and it did completely defeated the purpose of eating healthy. You know, I guess I could have just ate, eaten half the bowl, but, uh, you know, I come from that, you know, waste not, want not. You finish what you eat. I ever tell you guys that shit? My parents used to do this thing. Uh, my parents were strict. How strict were they? They were so strict that when I was a kid, if you didn't finish your dinner, they wrapped it in plastic and they made you eat it for breakfast. <laughs> yes, they did. Huh? What do you think about that, you timeout generation pussies? You guys probably have a 1-800 number you could call. 1-800, my mommy's being mean that you could call and get out of that shit. Well, that's not how it went down back in the 70s. It was fucking horrific. You felt good when you tapped out because you didn't want to eat whatever gross thing, you know, you didn't feel like eating. But then you would just go to bed, like, stressing, like some guy working on Wall Street, knowing that you were going to wake up and the rest of the family was going to be eating waffles and you are going to be sitting there eating cold cube steaks and green bean casserole. Oh, yeah. Cube steaks were the worst. Fish was bad. What else? Oh, it was brutal. Ice, fucking cold. You'd be sitting there eating cube steaks, and that shit was already hard to chew when it was, when it was heated up. Forget about when it was cold. Oh, it's hilarious. You'd be sitting there looking like Kurt Gibson in the seventh inning. <laughs> Big fucking wad of it in your goddamn chin or your cheek. I'm sorry, you know? But, uh, you know, I don't, even, I don't even think it even worked. After a while, they, they realized it didn't even work. It just, you know, at some point, the kid just doesn't want to eat it. And uh, I don't know. I got some funny stories about that. If you ever come out live to one of my live shows and you want to hear the cube steak story, just just yell it out. Just wait towards the end, end of my act, all right, and just say, just yell out cube steak, and I'll tell you the story. Some of the stories, I, I know, I don't want to put them out on the Internet, but I'll tell them in a club. Who gives a shit? Um, the fuck was I talking about? I got totally sidetracked. I was talking about Aussies and their big stupid beer. Ah, it gives a shit, right? That's how I do the podcast. If I can't fucking remember it, it wasn't important. Or maybe you're just dumb, Bill. Um, speaking of dumb, there's a number, number of people who, for some fucking reason are having difficulty finding my podcast, despite the fact that if you Google search the Monday morning podcast, the first thing that comes up is the fan page. All right? It's www.themmpodcast.com. I think you guys are going www.mmpodcast. It's the MM Podcast, like the Ohio State University. How great is it that they finally punished... Those cheating bastards. You know? Can you believe that? Selling your own fucking jersey? Jesus Christ. Burn the whole program down. That's another thing I think is absolutely fucking stupid. Them policing. You know, if you're going to police college football players, you should fucking pay them. All right? Because of what they're doing, you, 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 you're... you're Selling 100,000 tickets a week. 100,000 people packing into a stand to watch people who aren't getting paid. 
who on any play, their dream of going to the NFL could end. And I don't even want to hear you fucking conservative pussies go, well, they get a free education. No, they don't. They get one in football. Huh? All you tough guys out there, you think that you could learn that playbook, play at a Division One level, travel what they travel, be in the shape that they have to be in, and major in, like, fucking biology? Give me a goddamn break. Something has to give, all right? And if you have the potential to go to the NFL, that's what you should be majoring in, the thing that's going to make you a multimillionaire and just have a bunch of whores running at your dick. That's what you focus on, okay? So... I think if you're going to give these kids shit and tell them not to sell their jerseys, you ought to give them some sort of stipend, some sort of something. Okay? You can't have some superstar kid. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy. He's, they're, they're building a brand new wing on, on one of the dorms because of what this fucking kid does over four years. And his mother needs a kidney transplant. And he can't even sell his fucking jersey to get a free tattoo. The whole thing is, it's, it's fucking stupid. All right? If I had the money, I'd be a booster. I'd love to do that. Showed up in a 75 Eldorado with the longhorn fucking horns right on the hood. Chomping on a cigar. Just coming up there and fucking paying players. <laughs> That's got to be awesome. Knowing that you, it was your bag of cash that got that, that four-star running back flying down the field. Everybody's patting you on the back. You and your, your trophy wife has got her hand on your package. There's no love in the relationship. You don't need any. You're filled up with the sound of 100,000 people going crazy because of some shit that you made happen with your dirty, filthy oil money. I want to be that guy, my next generation, next generation, my next life, when I come around again. I wonder what year it's going to be when I come around again, you know? Because I think when you die, I think you go right into the mud, you know? And then that's it. And then, I don't know, you either turn into a fossil fuel or you become a mosquito or maybe like uh, some sort of organism that lives in the belly of a cow, right? That's why I think being a human being is you hit the fucking lottery, you know? You hit the fucking lottery. You got thumbs. You're living the life. Sometimes I think I wouldn't mind being an ape, though, you know? I always like doing pull-ups. But there's no fucking way. You know, I, I always stunk swinging on the jungle gym. I think it would be great to be like a gorilla back in the day, being a gorilla like 200 years ago. I wonder if gorillas knew, if they knew then what they know now about people or animals in general, what would they have done? Do you think they would have joined forces and just fucking wiped us out when there was only a couple thousand of us on the planet? Eh, fucking stupid animals. They had that chance. That's what you get if you fucking wake up next time. You know? Why don't you, why don't you learn? You want to talk about cheating? You know? Performance-enhancing weapons? The second we picked up a stick, we, we were fucking cheating. You know, Tiger doesn't come at you with a stick. Tiger just comes at you all natural. What do we do? We got a fucking bazooka. We got machine guns. Stick them in a cage. We drug them. I'm on both sides of this argument. Um, All right, let's plow ahead here. Um, 
What did I want to talk about this week? How far are we in this? We're, we're about 18 minutes in. You want to go with some advice right right, right out of the gate? Let's go with, let's go with some advice. Uh, Bill, I need some serious advice on what to do with the relationship, the relationship I was in. I just broke it off yesterday, uh, but I need some fucking reassurance. Reassurance. Jesus, I couldn't get through that word, could I? All right. I'm 19, and uh, me and this girl had been dating for three and a half years, uh, basically since I was 16. My girlfriend and I have always gotten along, and shit was really great, almost too great. Up until the last year, it dawned on me nearly overnight. My life was stagnant. I did the same repetitive shit with her over and over every night. It hit me really hard. I felt as if I were a married man at the age of 19, void of all my piss and vinegar. It pissed me the fuck off. Even the sex got old, and I feel like a spoiled prick for writing that because I know a lot of guys out there would give a left nut to get their dick wet. Jesus. But you can't eat steak every night. Uh, Jesus, could this guy throw more cliches in there? Um, over the last past few years, I slowly but surely moved away from old chicks or friends I used to be friendly with in high school until the other day I fucking realized that I really don't have much left. I feel as if I have one true friend sprinkled in with a few opportunistic pricks I call friends. I'm not happy with who I call my friends anymore. My gut tells me that the reason I've lost friends is because of being too heavily invested with my girlfriend. Now I seem to be left with just her. I broke it off yesterday thinking to myself that there's more to fucking life at the age of 19 than getting the same limp dick hand job every night. Uh, it broke her heart when I told her I wasn't happy anymore. I want to get back out there, have a social life, reconnect with some friends, meet some new people, and get some pussy. Uh, she still keeps trying to text me and call me just to talk and still wants to be friends, but she's the clingy type, and I think she wants to weasel back in. My question is, uh, did I make the right move? Do I still talk to this girl as a friend or do I cut it clean? Any reassurance or advice or, or possibly a five-minute rant would do me wonders. Um, all right. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, you know. You, sometimes you got to hurt somebody, but um, this basically is your first relationship and what happened to you happens to most people, women included. You kind of lose yourself in it. Um, you, you're not living a balanced life. See, you could have been with that girl and still had your old friends and acquaintances if you worked on that. But I think you got head over heels with this girl and you kind of went down the fucking rabbit hole. And then all of a sudden you turned around, there was no one behind you. And that kind of freaks you out, which is totally normal at 19. So I don't think you're doing anything wrong as far as... uh maintaining a relationship with her maybe later my gut says don't do it now you're just gonna hurt her more because it's gonna give her hope that you're gonna get back with her or you're gonna have that awful after you broke up sex where you're gonna be oh i'm psyched i'm getting laid and halfway through it i swear to god you have an 80 percent chance she's gonna start crying okay at which point you can be like oh my god is this like a rape case now what's going on and it's you're gonna pull out Blue balls, she's going to be crying, and you're going to be like, sorry, and then you're going to want to comfort her, but not comfort her too much to give her hope, and you're going to fucking walk out to your car at a 45-degree angle, feeling like your balls are down on the on, on by your ankles. 
<laughs> so stay away from that. Um, yeah, I think if you guys are going to be friends, I just think that some time needs to go away because it's not fair to her because you sound definitely like you don't want to be with her anymore. And uh, every time you talk to her, even if you, you say I still don't want to get with you, you're just putting her right back at the start line of getting over you and moving on with her life or whatever the hell's going to happen. And that's not fair to her. So, uh, you know, and you did the right thing. You wanted to be out of it. So you got out of it. That's exactly what you got to do. You got to hurt somebody. Sometimes it's much worse to waste their life. It's way worse. And you're only 19. You guys, you guys heal fast. You'll get over it. So get out there. Have a good time. Wear a fucking condom. Always get yourself, uh, get yourself some new friends. Football season's coming up, baby. Did they work it out, by the way? I don't even realize. I don't even know. I just keep looking at the, uh, keep looking at the ticker. By the way, how selfish were the fucking owners in this? By the way, speaking of all, all you people who call up those sports radio shows, and you don't even know what you're talking about, you just immediately start trashing the athletes because you can put a face to them. They're not the bad guys in this one. They signed an agreement in 2006. And the owners had their lawyers look at it, and the owners agreed to it. And then five years later, they're like, oh, we're not making enough money. So what do they do? They just lock them out, which is the owners. They just basically took their stadiums and they went home. And they basically said to the players, we want all of you to take an 18% pay cut and play two extra games. You know, what the fuck do you think the players are going to do? All right, so it's not over yet. Lockout nearing an end. Camps could open Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, ho nilly. I'm just going to watch college football. I don't give a shit. The Alabama Crimson Tide playing the Wolverines of Michigan. Ho nilly, we got a barn burner. They're going to be swapping paint this Saturday night. Ho, there's a fumble. Michigan's got it. I'll watch that shit. Keith Jackson still killing him at like fucking 83 years of age. Um, Is labor peace just around the corner for the NFL? According to ESPN report, the NFL Players Association and League have reached an agreement on the remaining points in a proposed 10-year collective bargaining agreement. The report citing unnamed sources. All right, so go fuck yourself. Right there, I tapped out. Okay, you know, we can't confirm it, can't deny it, and it's an unnamed source. Would you like to continue reading this? No, I wouldn't. No, I would not. So anyways, let me get back to the fucking questions here. So, um, oh, this is something I wanted to bring up. You know, I sometimes I forget how old I am because I still feel like I'm, I'm fucking 18. Is You know, when I do that shit, you know, whenever I t- bring up a female... I walked into the store, and all of a sudden, there was this fucking lady. You know, when I do that lady, I thought you guys all knew that that uh, that was a little tribute to Jerry Lewis. But I forgot that there's a lot of young people in their 20s, college students listening to this shit. That's Jerry Lewis. That isn't me. All right? Um, And I actually, that was like his catchphrase. He'd go, hey, lady. I can't even do it. And it was the funniest shit ever. And the fact that my mother thought it was so stupid, it made it even funnier. There's nothing better than watching a Jerry Lewis movie with my mother within earshot. Um, but anyway, so I actually went on YouTube, and I got a couple of Jerry Lewis YouTube videos this week. And I was trying to find one, a clip. If anybody can find one of him saying, hey, lady, I can't find one. I don't know if they took them all down. 
But there's this guy doing a tribute to Jerry Lewis, and he's imitating Jerry Lewis while singing Kenny Rogers, that Kenny Rogers song, Lady, which uh, if you're not familiar with it because you're a youngster, the song basically, it's this romantic song like, Lady, you're my night, da, 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 and I love you. And the chorus is, Lady, your eyes are the only one I need. But he's doing it as Jerry Lewis, so he's going, Lady. Wah, 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 wah. I can't even fucking do it, but it's, it's really obnoxious. And if you're a Jerry Lewis fan, I found it to be fucking hilarious. I'm not saying it's the greatest impression, but it's fucking funny as hell. And then, for everyone out there, you know, a lot of people in America always trash the French like I did earlier, making fun of their berets. I'm not really, you know. One of, one of my bucket list things is actually go to the Tour de France in uh, one of those cities, you know, where they go through and all of a sudden there's like a castle from the 1300s. Who the fuck wouldn't want to do that on a sunny day, sitting out in a cafe, getting treated like shit by some Frenchman, right? Because your Rosetta Stone shit isn't holding up. Eating a couple of fucking, I don't know what the hell you eat over there, some pastries. And then all of a sudden all these athletes come flying by on their bikes. I just think that would be amazing. Follow it around for a few days. You know? Save up some euros, bring them back to America in case the fucking dollar crashes. Which it might next month. Who knows? Um, I want. I wanted to do that. So, uh, but anyways, one of the things is is this country has always made fun of the French, um, or has at least in my lifetime. And one of the things that they make fun of them of, they make fun of them because they think Jerry Lewis. They're huge fans of Jerry Lewis and think he's a genius. I've heard a bunch of people. You know, people that I respected make fun of him for that. Kind of like, you know, how the Germans think David Hasselhoff is, the, is a rock star. Um, I got, I, got a co- I got a co-sign with Americans on that one. I don't know what the fuck you guys are listening to over there. But maybe because it's a second language. Maybe like his permed mullet. I don't know what it is. Um, but I'll sign off if you want to make fun of Germans for making fun of that. But I think their cars offset, the quality of their cars offset the fact... Maybe that's why they like David Hasselhoff. They're so far beyond everybody, you know, scientifically. You know, you know, we stole all their secrets after World War II. You realize that. Half of, of, of our rockets, audio tape, the whole space fucking program, our missile program, all of the – we took a bunch of German scientists from them. And we were like, show us how, how you did all that stuff that you were doing to us in the war. Um, yeah, so maybe they're so focused on that. Making cars that go like 200 miles an hour and subtly drop down half an inch just in case there's a steel beam hanging across the, the highway. We can't do that here in America. We don't know how to do that shit. So I guess, you know, you're so busy looking at that egghead shit. That when you leave the lab, you know, you just don't want to think. So he put on a little bit of Hasselhoff. You know, what does he sing about? The beach and his chest hair? Going out and finding a fucking the right medallion to wear around his neck? Um, but anyways, they've always made fun of the French for thinking Jerry Lewis was a genius. And I got to tell you something. The French are 100% right when they say Jerry Lewis is a genius. And if you don't believe me, YouTube video of the week. This is one of the classics you're ever going to see in comedy. This, this just 
It's called the movie's called The Errand Boy from 1961. Jerry Lewis plays an errand boy, and there's a scene where he he walks into one of the big shots office. It's empty. There's nobody in there, and uh, he looks around and decides to sit down at the big conference table. He lights up his cigar and starts acting like he's running the fucking company. And they basically play this Count Basie song underneath it, and he pantomimes the entire scene. He doesn't say one fucking word. This clip is 50 years old, and it had me and Nia on the ground laughing. It's like, it's such fucking genius. I can't even explain it. Now, some people will look, oh, he's just making a bunch of faces. Just watch his movements with the music. And now every time he turns around, and every time there's like a new section in, in the music, he spins around in the chair. It, the whole, the way he comes out of it, I swear to God. It's so fucking perfect. It, it as a comedian, it almost it almost brings tears to your eyes. It's absolute genius, and I challenge any of you motherfuckers to watch this and tell me that it isn't. All right. So now that I trashed the French at the beginning of this podcast, I okay for their merciless stalking. I just realized halfway through it, I don't even know if it's the French who are investigating them. But fuck you! What's going on in your country? Their merciless stalking. Of Lance Armstrong. Okay? Uh, now I'm telling you, you got it right. You got it wrong with Lance. You got it right with Jerry Lewis. Okay? I don't have any problem with the French Open. I love that you play on clay. I think your country's absolutely beautiful. I think you need to drop the attitudes. I, you know what I think it is? I think you guys are a little fucking insecure. What's the matter? You used to be running shit when you had that fucking sawed-off little runt running around, rubbing his fucking stomach. What have you done since then? Exactly. You know what you guys are like? You're like, you're like the fucking Beach Boys in the, the 70s, from like 1970 till they had that hit again in 1988. That, the, those are the years France is in right now. So... You know, whatever. The Beach Boys had like their last hit in like 68 or 69. Then they had nothing for like 20 fucking years. That's what the French are like. They had Napoleon. You know, he was one of the few fucking midget white acts that could also go on Soul Train and kill it, you know. And then he got his ass beaten back all the way to France. And ever since then, he hasn't had a hit. You realize that, France? You guys haven't had a hit going on fucking two decades the goddamn Phillies have won two World Series since you last had a fucking hit. That's saying something. Because those sons of bitches are averaging about one every 60 years. You understand that? I hope you do. Come on, you bilingual cunt. Um, do they, you guys really smoke your cigarettes holding it underneath, you know? Like you're, you're, you're fucking the undercarriage, the undercarriage of the cigarette. You really sit there with your striped shirts on, your little mustaches. You don't, do you? Please tell me you don't. So anyways, The Aaron Boy, 1969, Jerry Lewis. Please watch that. And uh, we actually have another clip from that where he does another scene where he he has to uh, watch some phones. He can't figure out which phone is ringing. And, I, you know, I don't think that people know. Like Jim Carrey, I think, could do it. I, it's, I don't know. The guy is an absolute fucking genius. He's one of my favorites. And uh, do you know he actually spoke at my graduation? I know a lot of you guys probably think that's bullshit. I swear to God he did. 
and in the morning they had a uh, a a parent students breakfast the day of graduation, and then on graduation night, you know, there was the graduation. So or afternoon they had the so in the morning, Jerry Lewis spoke at the breakfast and he was crazy Jerry and he was a fucking riot and he killed and me and my dad were laughing our asses off and you know my mom she's just not a fan but I still think she liked it but uh it was really awesome and then when he spoke at our graduation he uh then he became like telethon Jerry he actually as always, he made the transition. He just didn't act like a lunatic. And then when he went to the graduation, was all of a sudden serious. He transitioned because he was acting like, wow, lady, at our, at our breakfast, people spitting pancakes out, dying laughing. And then when, you know, when everybody comes marching in, the students came in first and then the people came in last with their fancy robes, you know, the fucking smart kids, the mathletes, and then the guest speaker. And he came walking in. And he had his hands on the shoulders of the person in front of him. And he was doing this ridiculous walk and just came in going, and everybody died fucking laughing. And, uh, but then, and then he slowly transitioned out of that, made a few jokes when he was up there. And then he just really started talking about life. He got, he's old school entertainer. They don't make him like that anymore. And um, I can't say enough about that guy. Here's another clip I would love to find a Jerry Lewis's. I cannot... Find it anywhere. But I remember I had just started my stand-up career. And I'd come home from some fucking godforsaken place in New England, driving my piece of shit car. I get home. And my dad was still up. And it was like, I swear to God, it had to be like 1.30 in the morning. He's half asleep. I'm burned out from doing the show and driving. And we put on the TV, and they're doing this whole thing on Jerry Lewis. And I'll make a long story short here. They uh, they were talking about you know how big you know Martin and Lewis the comedy team D Martin Jerry Lewis got and when they broke up <clears throat> how everybody was blown away devastated and they were wondering if they could survive on their own so Jerry Lewis gets his own show and it's the first episode and they sh- and basically this was the bit they they do like the old school thing they got like a big band playing and there's these shiny like shimmering fucking curtains. And they go, ladies and gentlemen, the Jerry Lewis show. And rather than walking out, like there was this runway and he was standing at the front of it. And rather, basically rather than walking down to the end of the runway, he was standing at the front of it and it was like motorized and it came right out to the crowd. So the shot is you're looking at the curtains. They're playing the drum roll, announcing him. And all you see is the back of the heads of some people in the front row, kind of like sitting there like it's a nightclub. And they just go, ladies and gentlemen, the Jerry Lewis show. And he comes through the curtain, standing there in this tuxedo, not even look, almost looking like he's posing. And he has the most arrogant look on his face, like he's the shit. And I'm sitting there watching it going, why is he acting so arrogant? Like he should be humble right now. Like he should make, be making sure that his fans are going to follow him, despite the fact that they're probably pissed that he left Dean Martin. And he comes right up to the front row, and right when you think the stage is gonna, it's gonna stop, it plows into the front row, and he does this fucking pratfall over the table and steps on a chair. And me and my dad, you totally couldn't see it coming. The misdirection was he was standing there so fucking arrogant. 
that you were so focused on that you didn't see the pratfall coming. And it's like 1.30 in the morning. My dad's half asleep. He fucking falls over the damn table and goes into the chairs and crying laughing. Crying laughing at 1.30 in the morning. That's how much of a beast Jerry Lewis is. All right? There. That's it. All right? Ten-minute fucking tribute on the podcast to Jerry Lewis. And once again, youngsters, I did not come up with that lady thing. Uh, that's something I kind of started doing with DeRosa on Uninformed. We're just big-time Jerry Lewis fans. So so there you go. All right. Plowing ahead. Um, we got – oh, let's do – why don't we do the rest of the YouTube videos for this week? We got some great ones. That will be at themmpodcast.com. Please remember to type in T-H-E. We'll have all these YouTube videos right there for you so you can just sit there surfing the net. All right. This is a great one. Texas man gets a $330,000 home for $16. This, this is one of the greatest stories I've ever seen. This guy found a loophole. Um, basically, the guy who owned the house declared bankruptcy. He took off. Then the bank had it. And I, I can't remember. I only watched the video once. There's something about... There's this loophole in Texas where if a house is abandoned for a certain period of time, you can file this form. It costs 16 bucks, and you can claim the house, and this is what this guy did, right? It gets better. Everybody on the block is pissed because they paid like $330,000, $350,000 for their fucking houses. Houses? Sorry. And this guy comes in. He pays $16 for a house, so it brings the value of their house down. So they want him out of there, not only for that reason, but I'm also guessing because it's a black dude and they're all white. Just I'm telling you, it's like when I watch this, I'm like, this is the greatest beginning. It's like a pilot episode for the greatest fucking sitcom ever. Like the amount of characters that you could have. It's a fucking TV show. So basically what this guy has to do, he has to stay there for three years. And and the, the people on the you got to watch this video. The, his neighbors they're trying to get him for everything. They're like, well, we just think he should pay for his house like everybody else. It's like you know what what sort of a team player are you? Just because what you signed yourself into indentured servitude to these piece of shit bankers. One guy, one guy gets out of it doesn't have to become a fucking slave to these assholes and you can't be happy for him because he found a loophole because he did his homework. If you read about it, you could have owned two houses. You could have sold your house and then moved into the other one for 16 bucks. Quit hating on the guy. I think it's the greatest thing ever considering these bankers took this bailout money. They don't, they don't, not only do they not know where, they don't know where it is. They can't say where it is or who even got it. And they're breaking this guy's – that was like a billion, trillion fucking dollars, whatever. This guy, 330 grand? You mad at that guy? He's a fucking genius. You know what I would do if I lived on that block? I would give that guy a fucking goddamn – I don't know what I would – make him a bunt cake, whatever the fuck you're supposed to do. I'd welcome him to the neighborhood. I, I'd, and I'd be like, listen, dude, can you do me a favor? Can you read some more documents? And if you come up with some other shit – I would love if you can find a loophole that somehow affects my life. Like, you, like this, they're, they're totally overlooking this guy's talent. You know? You know what's funny about that guy, that black dude who moved into that thing? If he was actually on TV, 
screaming about how I bought a house for $16. Half the people on the fucking street would call the 1-800 number and order his goddamn book. You know? And then if it turns out to be a scam, you'll never see the guy again, right? The guy is on your block. He's right there. Go over and learn from him. I don't know. I think it's I I think it's it's the greatest goddamn thing ever. Considering recently I started looking at homes out here because I I've, I've had enough. I've just had enough with living over this guy. I'm 43. With the, I'm still living in one bedroom apartments, and I I can't take it anymore. I'm I'm done. I'm ready to get back on the wheel. Okay, Illuminati, you got me. I'm gonna try and find a place. Uh, you know. That I can try and maybe pay off in 27 years, you fucking cunts. Um, <laughs> but you guys should be psyched if I get a house. Because all that means is I will be coming to a city near you often. Because I'll have to pay for that son of a bitch over there. Unless I find a loophole. All right. The next YouTube video of this week is uh, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. An American hero. All right. Fought in World War II. Uh, Air Force pilot. Uh, what else did he do? He taught other soldiers, basically, as far as I know, how to, how to be that guy in the bombardier with you know, a little turret gun. You're sitting there, basically, in an aquarium bolted to the bottom of a fucking tank. <laughs> uh, I mean, an airplane. The balls that that took. Can you fucking believe that? You know how freaked out you are? You realize the balls it takes to go to war? The fucking balls. Think about that shit. How scary is it to be flying in an airplane? You know, you ever fly in a commercial flight and you see another commercial airline and you start freaking out like, oh my God, oh my God, right? And those planes don't want to fuck with each other. They got people, air traffic controllers, making sure that they don't fuck with each other. They got evens and odds. Evens, east to west, odds... West to east, however the fuck it works out. They make sure you don't run into each other. Now, just imagine if you're on a, in a fucking plane. There's people on the ground trying to shoot it down. There's other smaller, quicker, more nimble fucking, <laughs> fucking planes trying to shoot your plane down. And your job is you got to climb down basically to where the bag, your fucking check bags would be. And you climb into this little glass bubble. With a machine gun. And you got to sit there spinning around in the chair. I mean, Jesus Christ. How much screaming are you doing down there? I would just, I would be doing a three. I'd probably shoot my own fucking plane. I'd be so scared. And I guarantee you, they probably had some sort of safety device in there so you wouldn't. You know, because if you're following a plane, like John Elway trying to hit someone running a fucking post pattern, you... you (laughs) And he starts from the left side of the aircraft, goes across the right. You might shoot the own fucking tail off. Um, oh, my God. What if somebody sort of breaks the glass with whatever the fuck they're shooting? And then you fall through it? Well, maybe you got a parachute on. But then where the hell are you landing? In enemy territory? It's just unbelievable, the balls. So Buzz Aldrin is part of this fraternity of guys who... I don't even know how he gets his flight suit on. The size of this guy's balls. So anyways, this this fucking YouTube video, one of those moon conspirator people comes up to Buzz Aldrin and starts calling him a coward 
and a liar. You're a liar. You're a coward. You never landed on the moon, right? And first of all, you know me. I love a good conspiracy, but I don't get the whole we didn't land on the moon conspiracy. Like, I'll go with it. Let's say we didn't. Who who does that hurt? You know, what did it hurt? Didn't hurt anybody. They didn't send a bunch of, yeah, we landed on it. Then everybody jumped on a space shuttle. And then they just took them out in space and threw them out the back door. And they just came back. Yeah, they're on the moon. And it was some fucking conspiracy theory to, to, to thin out the population out here. Down here on Earth. They didn't do any of that shit. What were we trying to do? Intimidate the Russians so they didn't fuck with us? So we lied and said that we... And couldn't the Russians be able to figure... That's what I love. The KGB couldn't figure out that we didn't land on the moon. But this tub of shit who's yelling at this fucking war hero, he somehow figured it out. So anyways, he's following the guy around. And not to mention, Buzz at this point is in his 80s. Okay? So now you're yelling at an old man. All right? A fucking tough son of a bitch. But an old, there's a certain level of respect. The same reason why I don't yell at that old fucking coot down below at me. I just don't yell at the guy because he's, he's an old guy. So this guy, this fucking tubby goddamn fucking just ah, last guy picked in gym class fucking soft serve ice cream eating fag. Comes fucking walking up to the guy, just sitting there going like, you're a liar, you're a coward. He said a bunch of things to him. He's following him out of the hotel into the street, and there's this woman, and it went, the first time he calls him a coward or something, you watch, Buzz turns around. It reminded me of like when I'm with my dog, my pity, when like she starts fixating and I, I'm watching the signs that, okay, she's going into pit bull mode. I got I to gotta snap her out of that. It was the same thing. He started walking towards him, and the girl fucking pulled him back. No, 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 no. And this guy wouldn't leave him alone. And Buzz keeps saying, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Right? And the guy keeps getting in his face. And then the second time he goes, you're a liar. You're a coward. And Buzz fucking right hook to this guy's fat fucking triple cheeseburger eating face. He, and this guy, I swear to God, was like a foot taller than him. And probably outweighed him by 150 fucking pounds. All quarter pounded with cheese though. Right? And he just drills this guy in the face. He backs him up like three steps as an 81-year-old man. And as much as I hate to admit it, that punch, you, you look at this punch, I, I would have fell down. I'm not even going to lie to you. He would have hit me in my big fucking butcher block head, and he would have dropped me. So uh, props to Buzz Aldrin for not only being a hero, for punching a fatty in the face. And you know what kills me is Buzz is not even that big a guy. You know, and this, this really goes back to this fascination that I have with that generation of people, you know? The Humphrey Bogarts, the Lee Marvins, the Charles Bronsons. I know I've talked about this before on my podcast where I was just like, why are those guys seem so much tougher than the movie stars of today, right? You look at Brad Pitt, you're like, ah, whatever, that P90X-looking jackass, fuck him, right? I don't give a f- Matt Damon. Eh, go fuck yourself. You don't give a shit. But you look at Lee Marvin. You're like, dude, I, w- I wouldn't fuck with that guy. Telly Savalas. I, w- I would not fuck with him either. What is it that makes those guys so tough? Is it because? Is it because the stars today actually highlight their hair? <laughs> you know what I realized it was. I looked up Lee Marvin, somebody I watched my entire life and knew so little about. Lee Marvin 
was one of the baddest dudes ever. The sound of his voice, the way he carried himself, you just like, I wouldn't fuck. The guy probably weighed like a buck 40, buck 45. It's like, I would not fuck with that guy ever. I know he could drink me under the table and still kick the shit out of me. I'm just, I would not fuck with him ever. So I actually, I went to uh, his Wikipedia and I looked up some shit. This is why he was so believable in all those tough guy roles. This is why when he played a cop and he was shooting a gun, he looked so believable. And when he was in the big red one and all those other movies he was in, he was so believable. This is his background. Marvin left school to join the United States Marine Corps, serving as a scout sniper in the 4th Marine Division. He was wounded in action during the World War II Battle of, I'm going to butcher this, Saipan, Saipan is an island off of uh, the Philippines. And during this battle, during the battle which most of his platoon were killed, Marvin's wound in the buttocks from a machine gun fire which uh, severed his sciatic nerve, he was awarded the Purple Heart and was given a medical discharge with the rank of Private First Class. Okay. Do you understand the difference between a guy like that pretending to be in war when he's actually been in it as opposed to some fucking douche like me if I ever booked a war movie and I'm trying to grow some scruff and have a cigarette dangling from my lip? Huh? Is this what a fucking war hero looks like? <laughs> That's why. That's why. That's why Buzz, at 81 years old, fucking with one right hook, 81-year-old man backed up that fat Michael Moore-looking jackass. That's why they've been through it. So this is, what, this is what I love about this shit. So a positive of, of us over the last 10 years being, having two wars at the same time, I'm telling you, we got, some of, we got some badass movie stars coming our way in the next 10 years. We get out of these wars, I'm telling you. These kids are coming back, and they're going to redo the Magnificent Seven, and I'm going to tell you, they're going to have that vibe again that I wouldn't fuck with that dude. And I guarantee you they're not highlighting their hair. All right? So there you go. Please check out Lee Marvin. I'm telling you. If you feel like a pussy, just imitate half the shit he does. I'm telling you, you probably get 40% more pussy in the first week. I guarantee it. Um, it's not like that guy who bought a house for 16 bucks. Um, next, next YouTube video we got is uh, Pizza Hut in India. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, it's a Pizza Hut, and all of a sudden it's sort of uh, hammer time. And they start doing this synchronized dance. What I really think it is is this, it's so over- overpopulated in, uh, in India that in order to even maintain a job at Pizza Hut, you know, you know, you always have that. I'm tap dancing for the man. In India, you literally have to do it. I think they have a dance contest at the end of every shift, and whoever does the worst loses their job, and then they bring in a new employee for even less money. And then they have a dance-off at the end of every one of them. I don't know. Probably be a documentary at some point. Um, and I believe, is that it? Is that it for the fucking, yeah? yeah. All right. We're bringing another topic back here, everybody. Well, let me hype my, my shit here for this week. How about that? I'm going to be at the Montreal Comedy Festival, everybody. Um, as you're listening to this on Monday, I am probably already there. I've, I've flown across this country for the nine millionth time in my life. And uh, I am going to be at the Montreal Comedy Festival 
with uh, Robert Kelly and uh, Joe DeRosa, the young teen idol sensation from the Opie and Anthony program. Uh, we're going to be doing a show called Cheat Life, which is based on, off of our uh, short film that you can actually see Saturday night at the Montreal Comedy Festival. It will be airing up there. And um, what else? I don't know if I mentioned this. We're also writing a book based off of it. And when the book comes out, the hard copy of the movie will be available. Um, until then, you'll only be able to see the movie in uh, short film festivals, which they have at the Montreal Comedy Festival. So please, if you're in the area, come on out. Check us out. If, uh, if you're in the States, you're anywhere near nearby, I suggest you fly up. You watch some great comedy, and Montreal is some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Some of the most beautiful ladies you're ever going to see in your life. Beautiful architecture. Uh, it's not hockey season, so you don't have to worry about anybody rioting. Um, although it probably will be ungodly hot, which means all those beautiful girls will be in summer dresses. So why don't you stand there in a raincoat like me with your hands in your pockets and have a good goddamn time. All right. Um, we're bringing back an old topic here, one that I actually said I'd stop doing because I heard uh, Tosh.0 does something like this, but people keep asking me questions. Um, this is another installment of the once canceled but now returned. Is it racist, racist, racist? Um, all right, Bill, I had a recent episode that didn't really turn out that bad, but I felt really bad about it. I'm in the medical field, and one day someone I work with was going down to the cappuccino cart to get some java. Jesus Christ, dude, what fucking stratosphere are you living in? You're a doctor, you get cappuccino carts and the java that just sounds... You sound like you're in Paris. That's how that sounds in my world. I remember when I had a real job. I unload trucks. I went over to fucking uh, D'Angelo's. I got a steak and cheese. Um, anyways, they asked me if I would like anything and I told them, oh, this is, let me get back to this at the cappuccino cart. They asked me if I would like anything. and I told them I wanted a large coffee. They asked me, what would I like in it? And I said the old line, I like my coffee, hot, sweet, and black like my women. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I looked behind me to see a female African-American medical student. Uh, I was pretty sure she heard me and my gut fell into my pelvis with shame. Since I was in a position of, of authority um, over her, I felt particularly embarrassed. She never indicated that she had heard anything, but since I have a loud mouth, I'm absolutely certain she did. Uh, while, staring at, while staring at her, I didn't know what to say, so I backpedaled by saying, haven't you seen that movie Airplane? <laughs> That's a line from the movie. She said no, but still never indicated she had heard my comment. So I just said, oh, I was just saying a line from a movie. Anyhow, nothing ever developed of it, but I felt that if I apologized, it might have embarrassed her. Um, and there was the remote possibility that she hadn't heard me too. Any, anyhow, I felt bad about it uh, and guilty. So, Bill, is it racist, racist, racist? Uh, no. No, it isn't. You're, you're just, you were unlucky. Because the second you said, how do you like your, your coffee. I don't remember hot and sweet. I just remember, how do you like your coffee? And that little white girl, they're like two eight-year-old kids talking. How do you like your coffee? It was already funny that she was ordering coffee. And I remember the, the line. Uh, I take it black like my men. That's, that's how, that was actually the actual line. 
So this, even though you switched it up, that's immediately what I thought. I was like, oh, that's the line from Airplane. So you, you were quoting a movie. Um, you just... <laughs> yeah, and, that, and the fact that you actually are self-aware enough that it made it even worse that you were in a position of power over her, that, that tells me that you're a good dude. That just was a, a very awkward moment. And uh, hats off to her if she actually heard you because she really could have turned that into this giant fucking thing over nothing. I quoted a movie. You know? I quoted a fucking movie. And then it would have just been like, uh, well, why didn't you quote another movie? Why didn't you say, I liked it, I like it creamy, like the band? You know? And then that would be some horrific shit for people to yell about on The View. Why do I always pick on that show? I never watch it. All right, overrated, underrated for the week. Underrated. Nia's contributions to the Monday morning podcast. I got to read that one to her. Her ego's going to go through the roof. Um, overrated. I actually agree with you. Um, overrated. Uh, putting NSFW, not, not, not safe for work, I guess is what that stands for. Putting NSFW, not safe for work, on racy email forwards. If you're screwing over your employer by cruising Facebook or the Internet on the clock, you're already doing something wrong. You should either be caught and learn a thing or two or already know how not to get caught. In either scenario, it's not my responsibility to help you cheat your time card. If by chance you happen to have the awesome job of having to watch YouTube at work, the whole safe thing shouldn't be an issue anyways. Um, Shouldn't be an issue anyways. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Is that what you guys do at work? Instead of working? Well, you're fucking listening to this right now, aren't you? Um, so anyways, uh, this is the end of the podcast here. I usually I don't know how to bring this type of stuff up other than just to bring it up. Um, obviously, condolences go out to all the victims and everybody in, um, in Norway. Uh, just unbelievably devastating to hear that news. I'm going to be there in October. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, it's one of those things, you know, something like that happens that bad. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to stand on stage and act silly. You know, I just realized that I just in a roundabout way take tragedy and, and use it as a way to hype my fucking uh, my <laughs> my shows. That's a terrible tragedy over there in Norwegian, uh, Norway. And incidentally, I'll be over there on the 19th of October. Um, I knew I shouldn't have brought it up. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, how to gracefully handle those things. Uh, that's fucking horrific. And something like that has obviously happened way too many times here in this country. So I hope that's the last time. I hope you got the guy who did it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I guess there is nothing to say. Well, Jesus Christ, Bill, what a great fucking way to end the podcast. Now what do I do? How about I read something about CVS? I figured I had to say something, right? Show that you gave a shit. My heart was in the right place, people of Norway. All right, here we go. CVS backs off from a more customer-friendly rewards practice. Contrary to what the drugstore chain's marketing chief said last year, the firm isn't working to add extra bucks to consumers' extra... You know, wait, let's go back to Norway for half a second. You know what's going to be fucked up about this is how the NRA is going to use this as an opportunity to start going like, well, if everybody had guns, they could have fucking shot at them. You know? And I'm actually pro... I I believe that people should be able to arm themselves. You know? I actually believe that shit, but I, I always... It's fucked up that the NRA always does that shit. They don't even wait 
They don't wait like half a fucking second when something horrific like that happens. And they got to come in, you know. Remember Charlton Heston would come in with his musket and hold it over his fucking head, you know. Like he just won a, me- a medal in fucking Mexico City. You remember that? It'd be nice if they if they had like a five-day wait period before they were just like, and this is why machine guns should be legal. Um, contrary to what the... All right, CVS. Back to CVS here. Um, do I really want to read all of this? I don't think I want to read this, do I? Oh, by the way, somebody sent me something. Some homeless guy in Texas went in and robbed a bank. He said, I have a gun. So they bring over a stack of cash. He takes a $100 bill out of the stack of cash. He gives the rest of it back. He goes. He pays for his room and gets himself something to eat. The next day, he turns himself in, says, I wasn't raised to do something like that. All right? He goes to trial. They give him 15 fucking years. All right? Now, the guy did rob a bank. Bank? The guy did rob a bank. So I get it. You're like, all right, well, this guy is a fucking loose cannon. All right? So, all right, he gets 15 years. The person sends me this link. I'm reading this other story. One of these piece of shit bankers who was involved in a $3 billion fraud scheme. You know what he got? He got three years. So there's the lesson, people. If you're going to rob a bank, take all the money so you can hire a lawyer that can get you out of this shit. Or at least, dude, $3 billion fraud, you, you ought to be in jail for the rest of your life. That's what I would love to see with all these piece of shit bankers. I would just love to see them locked up for life you know no more loafers no more cufflinks no more yachts you know no more hiring the fucking rolling stones to play your private party that was paid for by old people's fucking pensions and they're out there eating alpo and you're over there getting ron wood to show you how to do a g chord really you fucking cunts I swear to God, I think they should all have to dress like bankers. I think that they should wear a little top hat, dress like the penguin in Batman. They should walk around like that. And then we should all get BB guns and just shoot them in the fucking ass. Every time you walk in there, I want to withdraw my money. And when he bends over in the safe, you just shoot him right in the butt cheek. Wouldn't that be nice? Just something. Some sort of punishment for taking all that fucking money. Um, What else? Do I have anything else? Um, 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 oh, I know. I have. Uh, I actually watched the Chicago Fire versus Man United game. You know, because I watched the ladies' soccer game last week, and I, I get into it. And uh, it was a typical thing when an American team plays a team from another country. We always play the first half. We're doing great. I'm like, holy fuck, we're gonna be we're gonna beat Man Man United with that fucking dude uh, Kelly. Even I know his goddamn name. Guy's a beast. What happens? They score fucking three goals in like five minutes, which I can't even explain to Americans what, what, how difficult that is to do in soccer. You know? You know what's fucking weird about the Chicago fire is that's a tragedy where a bunch of people died. And then years later, you just, you know, it's like uh, having the Honolulu Pearl, Pearl Harbor attack, Right. Oh, Jesus, Bill. Really? Are we going are you, are you that far out of fucking jokes? All right. I'm, you know what? I know when to tap out. That's it. Um, I'm out of comedy. Go fuck yourselves. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring this shit up to uh, 
up to Montreal, and I'm going to try to do a podcast with Bobby Kelly and uh, Joe, young Joe DeRosa. Young Joe DeRosa. By the way, everybody, Joe DeRosa has joined the gym. So uh, next time you see him at a show, do me a favor. Just be like, Joe, you're looking good. Are you going to the gym or something? And when he goes, yeah, I am, and just be like, I'm just fucking with you. Bill told me that you're going to a gym. You look just as fucking mushy as you ever did. Laugh in his face and walk away. Could you do that for me? If you can't do that, go to the go to the mmpodcast.com and uh, if you'd like to make a donation, this free fucking podcast that I do out of the goodness of my heart. It's not to stroke my own ego. It's not to sell tickets. It's to uh, to give you guys free entertainment. I am a martyr. Uh, there's a donation button there. I appreciate everybody uh, who's made all the donations you have. Any little bit that you, you send in always helps. Always helps. Uh, that is it. The mmpodcast.com is the official pan- fan page. That's it. That's the podcast for this week. I hope you guys have a great week. And um, once again, Montreal Comedy Festival this week. Later on next month, August, I will be in Reno, August 6th at the Golden Nugget Casino or some shit like that. I don't have it in front of me. And I'm going to be at Zany's in Nashville towards the end of the month. And uh, the Stress Factory in New Jersey. So you guys, come on down. Come on out to a show. Yell out Cube Steak. I'll tell you the rest of that fucking story. All right? That's it. See you. That's a boring life. It's quiet. Busy earning. You can't get enough food.